Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Welcome back to Graveside, everyone. And who is this? This disembodied voice speaking to you through the eye holes in a cabin out in the woods. Well, it's me. It's Carlo. It's uh, it's me. Uh, and I'm accompanied by... Oh, stop. Stop fretting, Kurt. We're going to play this game, okay? I, it's, okay? It's me, the friendly and supportive, but also incisively critical stoat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I tied you to the chair for a reason, Kurt. We're going to play this fucking game, okay? (laughs) I made these cards by hand just for you. Um, Here in the murder cabin. In the murder cabin. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So we're going to be talking about the uh, 1991 uh, PC release. uh, 1991. What the fuck am I talking? It it has all of the uh, aesthetics of 1991. <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, the 2021 uh, PC release. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and and released earlier this year uh, on on console, uh, PS4 and five, I believe. But but uh, it, it, that was an honest mistake. Uh, but I was like, "Wow, you're really committing to the bit of this episode." <laughs> <laughs> but the aesthetics of the game are really very much like 1991 initially. So, uh, so yeah, uh, Inscription, which is a um, a roguelite uh, card collectible card game yeah. slash horror slash murder cabin type of <laughs> game yeah it's it's kind of like a combination of i get like a i guess it's a roguelite i feel like that doesn't explain it very well it's um it's it's almost like it's it's like a board game that you periodically play a a magic the gathering type collectible card game um between between steps and you progress through and build your deck and fight bosses and and try not to get strangled <laughs> in a murder cabin in the woods yes. um by by a um a shadowy maniac that um seems to be very uh fixated on his card games yes very fixated on his card games and his camera um yeah, oh, I really like yeah. this game. This was recommended, I have to say, uh, by by Pete, um, and uh, he is not joining us this evening, for which he was very apologetic, but need not be, because um, this is not a game that I would typically play. I typically do not like computerized card games, um, and I fucking love this game. This game blew me away. I, it was not what I was expecting at all. Um and it's fun as a card game and it's also fun as like a horror game so um no need 
to feel bad at all, Pete, because this is uh, one of my this is like top five games I've played in the last 10 years for me easily. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like uh, I, I'm not I mean, I'm not going to say that uh, that that's incorrect. I, I'm just going to say that. Yeah, I I, I think um, I had seen some something about it. And then, like, it promptly left my brain because that's the way my brain is. It's just, oh, that's an interesting thing. I look it up. It's not released yet. Uh, okay. Never mind then. And well, I don't really jot so it down or anything. There's so many games like this, too. Like, it's it's hard to keep track of, like, spooky, indie, gothic, you know, woods, folk horror type games. It's it's hard to to keep. There's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and and I'll say this that um this has a lot of menace to it that I feel like a lot of those other sort of like I feel like there's a lot of horror games that are not really horror, you know, they're they're sort of like a little on the spoopy side, you know? Yeah, that, that doesn't really do anything like little, for me. Little cutesy characters and it's like it's fun but it's kind of like um it's very, it's very like mid period Tim Burton, where it's like a little, it's a little spooky. It's a little spooky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or, or if anyone is familiar with them, um, actually, y- 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 I'm trying to think of a good, of a good comparison point. This game reminded me a lot of the Cartoon Network cartoon Over the Garden Wall. Mm, okay. Did you, did you watch that? I have not seen it. Um, I, I've you heard should check it out if but, you enjoyed yeah. the aesthetics of this. Sorry, go on. Okay, cool. No, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd heard nothing but great things. It's just, again, one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, I should watch uh, over the garden wall, do, 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 do. and I just continue doing whatever it is that I'm doing because uh, I, I can't watch it right now, you know, <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so so uh, so the 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 game sort of. Um, it, it's it's a really uh, uncanny thing the way it starts out because it starts out with just like continue game and you're like <laughs> I love that I thought that was great no it it, it it's fantastic but it, it it just sort of puts you on your back foot already just from the jump you know and you're like continue game what do you I, I don't get to start a game yeah and you're like hmm. <laughs> So yeah, so you you end up in a uh, dark cabin. I I don't remember how the um the does the game just start in the cabin? I forget. Yeah, it just now. starts with you sitting sitting at a table in a cabin. Actually, it's not even clear that you're in a cabin initially. You're just at a board. Um and it's like, "Welcome back," you know. Um I'm not going to tell you how to play is the first thing that it says, I believe. Um and it gives you some cards and says, "Here, play the game." Um, and it's very mysterious and you start playing the game and it's not for like, I don't know, a good 20 or 30 minutes that, uh, all of a sudden, so it's you sitting across the table from a pair of floating eyes that periodically go all kind of swirly weird. Um, and it's vaguely mm-hmm. avuncular and vaguely threatening. And you can kind of tell that you're in some kind of a cabin, like lit by candles. And after the first 15 or 20 minutes, all of a sudden it says, feel free to take a break and get up. Um, (laughs) you get a little prompt and you stand up and you're in a cabin and you can walk around the fucking cabin and it's kind of like a, like a mist, uh, lost dungeons type, um, you know, like first person exploration game in this little teeny tiny cabin. 
Um, and you, you know, you find some like some little puzzles that you can't solve immediately. Um, but it's, 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 yeah, it's, it starts very, very much on the back foot, as you said. Um, and, and, it, and it keeps you there. Yeah. I mean, it, that's a great, uh, call out. I gotta say, I, I, I uh, I, I never got around. I, I sadly missed was like one of those games that like the window passed me by. You missed it. I missed it. I did. Um, and so, Oh, <laughs> sorry. Riven um, is the sequel to Mist. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I know that one too, <laughs> but also, uh, but as you can see, I, I, I've heard of Mist. you know, it, it's got a long legacy, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, sort of like the, one of the, um, like the, the very big standout games that was just basically like a point and click adventure, uh, puzzle game type of thing. And you're, you're absolutely right. Like those little sequences, there's, there's like weirdly like a bunch of little puzzles and stuff like that. And you're like, wait, uh, like, uh, there's the, the 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 drawers that uh keep uh, like a bunch of stuff inside um i i still don't really understand how i solved those puzzles but i did and i'm like so they're like okay so it's got to add up to a number oh well it it works the same as a board as as the game right. essentially well, it's, I mean, it's I, like it's you're you're doing and taking damage within that within the puzzle yeah, I figured yeah. I figured it was basically like a, a simulacrum of the of like the the game yeah. the, the game board, right? But I, I there was one of them that I was just like I have no idea how this is adding up or calculating like the the number <laughs> of damage for it to actually open, but it opened and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Got my got my last got my last drawer open. Yay. One of the other elements that I love speaking of not quite knowing how things add up is that the game, the game doesn't actually tell. It's not really honest with you about the rules from the beginning. Like it, it depicts the rules as being one way and they mostly are. And so you'll play for, you know, 30 or 40 minutes and you'll feel like, okay, I kind of, I kind of got this game. This is kind of starting to bore me or it's fun, but you know, I've, I, I don't know when, when I play a game, there's a point at which I am no longer learning new stuff. And I'm like, I know that the timer of me losing interest in the game has begun to tick. Um, and it was right around then that all of a sudden I reached a fight where I, I, I did something and something completely different from what I expected happened. Like the guy on the other side of the table, your weird, vague opponent, all of a sudden gets frustrated and says, well, actually, I'm going to do this and just completely throws the rules out the window. Um, and at the same time, your your cards begin to talk to you and basically <laughs> complain a little bit about your opponent throwing the rules out the window. <laughs> right, right. Well, they, they'll also grouse about like, oh, you sure about putting me out here? Yeah. Yeah, really? Like, or, or um, I love the stoke Tot- because he'll say things like yeah, totally he- misplayed. Yeah, total misplay. <laughs> and you're like, fuck you. I'm winning the game. I'm winning this round with this, with this. Fuck you. <laughs> so at first I thought that that was like intelligent. Like it was actually criticizing the play that I made, but it's, it, it just, it, it always complains. <laughs> you ever get put on a board and you're in the wrong spot (laughs) you ever you ever have three squirrels in your hand and you're not yeah um yeah so one of the aspects of of the kind of the the horror to it that i like is that 
to a certain extent, the cards appear to be alive in some form. Um, primarily, there's a few cards that are particularly alive. Um, the stoat you get pretty much right from the beginning. Um, you quickly thereafter get the stink bug. Uh, and they have different abilities and they also have different personalities and they kind of talk to you and they react and, you know, they say, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, or, you know, yes, yes, pick me, pick me or great. I'm in your hand again. Um, and, and all that's like kind of cutesy, right? That's very kind of like battle chess. Um, but, but then you'll, you'll reach an event and the game has a lot of events between, um, fights where you'll come to an to a sacrificial altar in the woods uh covered in blood and you will lay your cards on the sacrificial altar and one of your cards will kill another one of the cards to gain its abilities um or you know you'll you'll rest with some possible cannibals or whatever and the cards will be panicking like no please not me please don't put me <laughs> right right <laughs> nope 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 and it's it's great how it it gives you this visceral sense of of like horror because like you you genuinely don't know what the what the stakes are right like it, it, i i never sacrificed the stoat or any mm-hmm. of the other talking cards because i genuinely didn't know if if they would come back yeah it's, it's entirely possible they would be removed from the game completely <laughs> I still haven't had the guts to do it. Um, and, and that's, that's unusual. Cause it's like, well, I don't want to, I, I don't want to betray my friend, the stoat. <laughs> he does one damage and can block two. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is pretty funny though. Uh, so, so we, we, we keep him around for laughs. Um, I, I do lo- also love that um, as the the game progresses they also sort of like slowly morph into a different yes shapes yeah um, it becomes clear that th- 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 this isn't really giving anything away that you don't figure out pretty quickly it becomes clear that your opponent whoever he may be has trapped something or someone inside some of these cards um and so, you know, the second time that you get a talking card, the stink bug, the stoke goes, oh, great, them. Uh, and then they'll mention, you know, a, th- a third one, a third one, you know, before they show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they clearly hold a vendetta against your opponent. Um, and by the way, your opponent strangles you to death uh, if you if you lose. <laughs> <laughs> um and so yeah it's it's clear that the, it's clear that there is a larger story uh going on so so uh, let me let me just um detail that real quickly because it is one of the more um sort of striking images in the game it, and it's it's again this isn't I, i'm not saying that this is very sort of like um, hyper-realistic graphics or anything like that. It's very sort of crude for, you know, p- what the PS4 is capable of, right? But see, like, there's something about, like, seeing those weird uh, bandaged, perhaps, uh, sort of hands just coming at you, like, uh, you know, like, almost breaking the fourth wall, there is something to that. It's like really sort of off-putting. You're like, mm. um, and it's a, it's. I think it's a it's a great um like last sequence before yeah. uh before like it. I don't know if we we want to get into like the the mechanics because this is sort of um 
Although, although you said that it, it doesn't really capture the, the actual feeling of the game. Um, it is sort of categorized as a roguelite. So, you know, you dying and playing again is sort of like yes. part yeah, of yeah, the game. Yeah. yeah. So, so like when, when you, when you lose two things, um, you either you lose a boss fight, which is just like another opponent that has like, usually has like special rules or, 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 or like a gimmick. Like for instance, the, the first one that you encounter after you deal what should be a killing blow, he gets out a big pickaxe. Oh, uh, what, what's great is that f- um, your opponent puts on different wooden masks mm-hmm. uh, to portray different people. And so then you can see their face um, or at least the mask. Uh, you don't normally see their face. You just see eyes. And so they'll say, I'm the, the crazy prospector. And, you know, and, and they'll they'll get out a pickaxe and turn your cards into um, into like gold nuggets or whatever. Um, I, I do I do love the 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 version where he says uh, there's gold in them there skulls let me have a crack at it and you're like mm, how about not um, yeah but but yes yes I, I love the prospector in in general um, but uh, uh, the um, who by the way Stote considers an easy boss. I must mm-hmm. I must point out. Um yeah, if you lose to a boss or you lose two lesser battles, um these these poorly rendered 3D hands reach across the table and strangle you. Uh and then you awaken in this room where your opponent takes a picture of you and you you basically come back as a card. Um and you will re-encounter yourself and you can get dealt your your former, you know, lives uh as cards. Um which is which is a neat yeah that that's very much like the rogue light mechanic yeah i mean uh and and you get to sort of build the card based on your your the deck that you were playing yeah yeah so, so like 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 i i came I, w- one of my former selves was instrumental to me um like beating the final boss mm-hmm. um be, because i i managed to get like a really sick uh, pickup where it was like a free play did like I think like six four or like six damage and four health and had triple strike so could potentially do like 18 damage so I, I just blitzed everyone I, I blitzed every encounter through the game um, and I was like fuck yeah there we go um, which again very much it's it's neat that kind of like continuity between between failure so like your mm-hmm. your your failure before you're almost made it becomes your success um, next time. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I had the same thing, but I had like a seven, seven dual dual strike and that my God, <laughs> that's just annihilation. <laughs> yes. Yes. But the, the you, you mentioned the mechanics and the, the mechanics are basically, uh, it's like a magic, the gathering variant. It's more heavy on sacrifice where you can either get squirrels or you can get a, a card um, and a squirrel does effectively the, inscription version of a land card where you play the squirrel it's free to play um you can play as many as you want per per round which is different from from magic you can only play one land per round in magic um and then you sacrifice it to to get um effectively mana like blood drops and and uh, you know uh, creatures cost blood drops mostly to cast there's also ones that cost bones that you get from creatures dying and so on and so forth It's, it's 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 a pretty typical ccg setup um, what I was not expecting, and this was where I started realizing that the game had some depth to it, was um, I think it was 
uh, I, I think I had lost to the prospector. Um, no, I lost to the angler who definitely mm-hmm. made me think of uh, the fisherman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I had there, lost to the angler. There's, there's fish women in them there are cards. Oh, yes. um, and I was back fighting the prospector again. And this voice says, oh, Christ, not this guy again. And I was like, wait, <laughs> that was me. Like, And you realize that you are not playing the game. You are playing someone who is playing the game. And you, in quotation marks, begin to comment on the game. Um, and and start saying things like, oh fuck, and you know, oh Christ, not you know, not 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 this guy again, or what? You know, um, and it's like, oh wow, like there's a there's a whole meta narrative um that starts to appear in the game, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that that is really sort of interesting because um it 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 bring it, it brings to mind um one of the draws that uh something like Hades had, right? where um Hades you know was a a much more traditional roguelite in that it's you know sort of like you go into rooms and you you fight stuff and you know the, the it's it's much more of an arcade action roguelite than whatever this is right this is like a mm-hmm. weird hybrid um but but what made the repetition work was the fact that, you know, you could get new interactions with the different characters. Um, you know, it, it depended, right? It, the writing was sort of interesting and, uh, sometimes you'd, you'd repeat stuff, but not often, uh, as long as you were still on the, the, the main mm-hmm. storyline. And I feel like this has a lot of little sort of like well constructed fragments that sort of can be dropped in. Uh, of writing or you know whatever that that then move that story along for you right mm-hmm. as you said like the me- the meta narrative then becomes part of a story that's happening right mm-hmm. apart from what is you know uh, obvious on screen and what's what's great about it is that um your opponent is actively annoyed when the meta narrative appears like when when you start exploring the room and finding stuff, um, there, there's a moment where one of the cards is like, quick, quick, pick that up before he notices. And he goes, what are you doing over there? What's going on? <laughs> um, and expresses like frustration or like when you get, um, I forget if it's like the second or third of the talking cards, he he gets like annoyed. He's like, oh, Christ, not this guy again. How did he get in here? Who let him in here? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, isn't it the stunted wolf? Um, yeah, I think it's the stunted wolf. Yes. Um, yeah. Because he, he's, he's, he's apparently the biggest troublemaker of the three, right? <laughs> yes. And he's like, ah, oh, you know what? We're going to put this guy away, you know? Yes. And and he he tries to talk shit about it. He's like, I don't know why you would want that in your deck. Terrible. Useless card useless yeah yeah well it's it's like um so so you have you also have like as part of the the mechanics right you have like a backpack and your backpack can hold three Mm. items that can help sort of um 
on a round, in a round, right? Uh, sort of like, uh, and there's different items. Um, you know, you can, you can have like a squirrel in a bottle, you know, which basically, you know, if, if you have something really good in your hand, uh, and you're, you're, you're struggling because it needs to, you know, two squirrel drop, you know, blood drops or whatever, uh, you can just, you know, play that straight, uh, you know, first round. Um, but but one of them is uh, a jar that has what appears to be like a green thing <laughs> with eyeballs, <laughs> like a face in a jar. And you can choose it. And the minute you choose it, he's like, oh, you don't want to use that. Uh, I'm going to remove that from your pack. Here, have this instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys think, what's this? What? Really? This? <laughs> My favorite. Um uh so the, i have two favorite items in the game uh one is the pliers um where <laughs> you use the pliers and you rip out one of your teeth uh and put it on the so so okay this is where the game is interesting as a ccg um you don't have a finite number of uh hit points instead it's based on the delta between your hit points and your opponents so if either of you gets um five more or less than your opponent the game will end so you know mm -hmm. if you have f five more hit points than your opponent or if you know d d damage done like you know if if you two keep doing one damage to each other per round or five damage to each other y you know the game won't end. well I, I guess five would because whoever dealt damage first would would win but if it was four um it, it would just keep going and it would be as as if you has still had you know zero or one hit points or whatever. Yeah, you, it would be like a to... you'd seesaw back and forth, exactly, back and forth, yeah, exactly, never yeah. never ending. Um, and so the tooth rips out your tooth and places it on the scales as basically a a bonus damage. Um, the the other item that I love, I fucking love, is the knife. Um, mm -hmm. and when you use the knife. You hold it up and you go, okay, so, so the, it, the the game doesn't really explain to you what it's going to do. And you take it and you hold it up to the camera, to your point of view camera, and you fucking stab the shit out of your eyeball and take your eye out and put it on the scale. And it does like four or whatever, but it blanks out like half the screen because mm -hmm. you stabbed your eye. <laughs> uh, the minute I got it, I tried it out. And I have not used it again. <laughs> I was just like, just really sort of off put by. It. I was like, mm, no, it's gross. It's like it, it, and it does a good job. The, the the graphics, by the way, I think are meant to be evocative of uh, like uh, Five Nights at Freddy's or or games like I that. I can see that. Yeah, where yeah. It's I kind of got that. that like that weird, I don't know, blobby late nineties kind of CGI look to it. it. Yeah, like everything looks like a weird, um, like almost a toy version of yes, itself like carved, carved from cheese or vinyl <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> carved from cheese jesus christ carved um from cheese, yes uh so yeah i mean and and there are a bunch of different items that i'm positive i've not found um the reason i know this is because i i had one just pop pop up uh in a game recently like today in fact earlier today um uh i i i basically used a pack rat and the pack rat gives you an extra item when you play so there's there's a bunch of cards that will have like different sigils or little signs on them and 
some of them will have different effects, either upon playing or uh, you know, as a as a result of how they're going to attack. You know, you can have like a double or triple attack, so they they sort of attack to the diagonals and to the front, um, or uh, flying or you know uh, flying blockers, uh, for instance, that they don't fly, but a flying creature will be blocked by them. Um, so anyway, the the point being that the pack rat basically gives you a, a an item upon play, you know, putting them on the board, and the item that ended up on the board, I just wanted to use it right away. Uh, was like a creature in an ice cube. Oh yes, um, the yeah. possum in a possum in a uh, possum in ice or something like that. Yeah, was the one that yeah, I got. That's um, it's it's basically like the the ice cube has hit points, and when it dies, it comes back on the board as whatever is inside. Like the possum comes back as like a <laughs> one one. So it's it's a zero five that when it dies, it comes back as a one one. Um, and now I'm talking like the stoat. <laughs> uh, who who uses what? Okay, this is one, one of the things I love about the game. the 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 stoat uses like collectible card game um, lingo. So, for instance, what, uh, there was a time that I drew him in my round, um, and he says, "Nice top deck," which which <laughs> yeah, is like yeah. it's just like the you know it was on the top of the deck and you drew it as a card. And I was like, "Okay, great." <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> good to see that you know the lingo buddy <laughs> yes yes um the stink bug was definitely my favorite and gave rise to um all right so so we're gradually going to start shading into spoilers uh multi i, I i'm gonna say this is a multi-phase spoiler warning this is a this is a this is a basic spoiler about the 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 big boss of the game um uh you know you you get to the big boss so so to tune out now if you don't want to know about the final boss um you get to to the cabin uh and you basically fight like you fight your opponent who's this weird guy and he's wielding all of the different masks and keeps changing his abilities and after you defeat him two times he takes the moon out of the sky <laughs> <laughs> and oh, puts yeah. it on the board in front of you, and and the moon is like does one damage and has like forty HP, and it spans the entire board. Um, and if you play the stink bug opposite, the stink bug card has an ability, which is that it stinks. Um, and the the fact that it stinks re reduces the attacker's damage by one point, and so the moon goes from a one slash forty to a zero slash forty, effectively doing zero damage. And your opponent gets furious that the stink bug reduces the moon's damage and says, <laughs> how, how, I see your stink bug is counteracting the moon. This doesn't make any sense. The moon doesn't have a nose. It can't smell. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, let's, let's face it, Kurt. Uh, this is a guy that's very, very deep into the role-playing aspects of uh, this game. Uh, given the, the amount of uh, different masks that he wears as different uh, helpful and boss characters. So, yes. um, yeah, like... Uh, it is it is very strange uh and i think it 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 sort of really um feeds into the unease 
and weird menace that the uh <laughs> that the, the weirdo has right because like he'll put on a mask and then suddenly he's like oh yes uh do, do you have any duplicates and it's like a weird doctor <laughs> That wants to like sew so, uh, so together two of your cards into one giant card, you know. Uh, I mean, not giant it's, card, uh, but Dr. just Taylor's. simply like, yeah. <laughs> 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 Why you don't believe in science, my boy? <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. Well, go so, ahead. so uh, to, to, there's a really effective n- narrative trick that really got to me. And made me realize how under the skin the game had gotten in terms of its like meta story is um so like the third boss of the game uh is so there's there's, there's these two characters um that are both your opponent wearing a mask one is the trapper and one is the trader the trapper you can trade um uh teeth which is like extra damage like damage more than you needed to do become teeth um or gold gold nuggets or something uh and you can trade them for furs from the trapper and then a little bit later on you'll encounter the trader and you could trade furs to the trader for rare cards um and the third boss of the game you encounter uh the the trapper and the trader and you realize that they're insane and they're the same person and i was like wow they're the same person and then i went Wait, of course it's the fucking same person. It's my it's the guy wearing a mask. He's just wearing two different masks. It's the same. It was always the same person. <laughs> so I I love that there's there's like multiple layers of meta narrative, right? Because like there's there's the the baseline narrative of you playing the game and your opponent putting on masks to play characters in it. Then there's the fact that your opponent himself is a character who's playing the game against you. That's the second level. And then on top of that, you you know that there's another level with the cards talking to you. Um it's 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 terrific. I and it really got under my skin and you start being like where am I in the various layers of meta like am I am I still in the matrix or am I outside of the matrix? Well, I mean and and to your point, like even the the masked characters have their own stories. <laughs> yes. And weird like uh ticks and 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 whatnot. Um have you ever showed up at the uh trader without anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he uh uh, he he gets like frustrated and like gives you a bunch of money. He's like, here, fi- fine, here, 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 take it. You got to use these. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is what you use to buy pelts. And you're like, okay, I knew that. I just hadn't run into your other buddy, you know. <laughs> yeah, and like, and and as you die, or like as you like pr- proceed in the game, it just introduces new mechanics as if they were always there. And I, I, I genuinely couldn't keep track after a few playthroughs of like whether because like there's the bone mechanic where each time a character dies, each time a card dies, you get a bone and bones can be used on certain cards that you spend bones in lieu of um, in lieu of like blood, blood mana. Yeah, like um, like the, the stink bug is a good example. Uh, yes. Cost two bones, two bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's two bones my good friend mm-hmm. and and in in classic magic the gathering fashion there's weird there's weird interactions that arise where like you know you'll get like a totem that changes all of your squirrels to give three bones and so you can you know rapidly deploy a whole bunch of cards because you're getting you know 20 bones per turn or 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 whatever oh. 
Oh man, the game that was the best. I mean, the one that I I I, I went all the way was I finally got um the the squirrel head and the the totem that has the fecundity. Oh yes, the, the extra man, blood. man. Oh no, that's the one where uh, each time you play it, another one shows up in your hand. So it's like <laughs> un, unlimited squirrels. Unlimited squirrels. It sounds sounds like a, a weird <laughs> boast. Um, yeah. So honestly. The collectible card game aspect is really fun. Like even without the the horror narrative or the other shit that's going on, or like the mi- kind of mystery of like um, C- Chris uh, mentioned that it's kind of like lost in a way, and it it definitely has some of that feel. Well, um, lost uh, borrowing heavily from Mist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, would definitely. probably would probably yes. Um. But yeah, it, like even without that, just the basic gameplay is like pretty fun. Um, it's quite enjoyable. Uh, like I've I've played games that that were purely constituted of the most basic element of this game, um, and I really enjoyed them. And this game is like it's it's good. Like as an actual card game, I would definitely play this. It, it would be convoluted for a variety of reasons to play as an actual card game. And I, I guess this is the advantage of like a digital card game is that you know this. There's aspects of like the scorekeeping that would be convoluted to do manually, um, mm-hmm. and and so there there is an element of like certain mechanics that are you know easier to do digitally and that open up new possibilities. Like the whole thing with like the special items would, would be very convoluted because you'd need like you know you'd need detailed uh, rules like inscriptions for each of them and so on and so forth. So um, e- like even without the extra stuff, um, I would have really liked this game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it is uh, it does have like a lot of layers to it even in the the the, the basic gameplay, right? Um and and I think that part of part of that is is uh, that complicate the 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 complexity of it is uh only you know sort of like enhanced by the fact that it's a you know it's a roguelite mm-hmm. in the sense that you know you, you don't necessarily play like you don't get the same stuff every time. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of randomized, and you know, yeah, yeah, like you can have a shitty run, where like you don't get any good cards, or or you mm-hmm. like there's there's no synergy to your deck, or you can get a great deck and you're kicking ass, and then you just get screwed on something, and it's like, oh well, that one's over, I guess. Yeah, I've 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 had ones where like. Um, uh, so, so I guess we could probably talk a little bit about like this works in in three basic stages, right? We 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 mentioned uh, the prospector and the angler. So there's there's three basic environments, right? There's uh, what is it the 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 woods, which is where you you know yeah. at the end of the path in, in the woods you you have to beat the prospector and his dog and then his fucking dog his fucking dog yeah. Um, so then uh after that if you beat him then you pass on to the wetlands and at you know at the edges of the wetlands is the angler who you know has his own you know sort of like quirks as how, you know how he plays and he loves fish loves them. Uh, he loves he loves fishing <laughs> that's for sure he's got so many chum buckets it's amazing um 
And so then after that, if you meet the angler, then you go to the snow line and, uh, that's where we meet, uh, Mr. Mr. Trapper and or trader. Um, uh, and only after that is there the, the last, uh, environment, right? Which is, I mean, we, we'd sort of talked a little bit about it, uh, that which is basically you, you approach the cabin itself within which, the game. Which we must emphasize, you are already inside. Like you are in the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. It, it's like, wait, what? what, what? <laughs> and it, it and it does something really neat where it, it puts your perspective down on the board. Where now mm, you yes. are approaching the cabin from the outside, and then your opponent reaches down out of the sky. And it's like, hold on a second. I need to give you some extra cards before I kill like, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I, I could grant you a boon, and you're like, I, dude, I was, I was like terrified. I was like, because, because suddenly you, because it's like dark, right? And it's, it's very dark, and you look to the side, and it's like, okay, that's a tree branch. You look to the other side. There's a tree branch sticking out of the darkness. So there's no, you know, there's nothing I can do to go to the sides. So it's only towards the cabin. And then suddenly you see like something loom out of the, (laughs) you know, over the tree line uh, against, you know, silhouetted against the moon. And it's like the guy's gigantic hand. You're like, fuck no. Yeah. And then it turns out he's, he's actually, he's doing you a solid. Some of the most powerful cards in the game. Um, Yeah. What, what I love about this is like, it's playing with the, uh, overused term, but it's playing with the Ludo narrative of the game. It's like a, the the Ludo meta narrative almost, because like you know, as this is one of those things where um, it, the the game rewards your familiarity with games, right? Because um, we expect games to establish a baseline of vagueness, a vagary, where you know. Games are either very explicative about the rules, you know, like a like, like a first person Nintendo game where it's like, you know, hello and welcome to the world of Zelda. Press X to jump, you, you know, and, and explains everything. Or would, they might would you use... like to know? Would you like to know more about our hard magic system? No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, I, no, I don't. <laughs> yes, Mister Sanderson, always. <laughs> um, or it's uh, it's something maybe like a uh, like a uh, Dark Souls, where it's like you know y- you you don't expect it to to tell you, but games tend to be consistent, and this game isn't. It starts off kind of holding your hand. Uh, but, but, or at least holding one finger of your hand. And then suddenly you'll be like, I feel like the game should be telling me what to do, but it's not, it's, 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 it's withholding information. It's clear that a new mechanic has been introduced and it's like, fuck you. I'm not telling you what's (laughs) how's it work. Fuck you. That's how it works. Um, (laughs) and that, uh, as the player gives you a sense of unease every much as bit every bit as much rather uh as like a horror movie making like a you know like a low like whining sound or something like it's 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 playing with the expectations of you as a player to make you feel the unease of being within the horror scenario because it's like well i i know that the, the my opponent will change the rules however he pleases and it's clearly not telling me about this new rule that's been introduced but it might work in my favor or it might not. It's not clear. Like, again, like like we said, we, we never had the balls to sacrifice the stoat. Maybe the stoat would be permanently removed from the game. It, it, it's, it's, it's not clear, right? 
Um, and I, I think that's just genius in, in terms mm-hmm. of like the game design of it, because it, there, there's, I, I can't think of many better ways to get under the skin of someone playing a video game than to make them question of like, if the game is being honest with them. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's sort of, um, it sort of follows like, uh, almost like a, uh, like a slasher, like a maniac with an ax type of, um, yeah. horror movie. Right. Like, you know, like when Jason is you know chasing someone like, Everyone knows. Everyone's rolled their eyes. It's like, oh, how's Jay? Jason's just like strolling along. How's he going to be behind someone that's running, po- you know, full tilt? And it's like, because it doesn't fucking matter. That's why. Because the rules don't apply to Jason. That's mm-hmm. that's the whole point. You know, like he he doesn't play fair. Like the slasher is there to kill people. By whatever means necessary. And if they can do a hard cut and suddenly, you know, like they run into Jason, guess what? He's going to make that kill because that's what you're there to see. Mm-hmm. Um, in any case, that I, I think it, it sort of mimics that same feeling, right? Where the, where the, the, the rules change, you know, like, like, or, or uh, Freddy Krueger, you know, initially you're given one basic rule, right? Freddy Krueger can, you know, kill you in your dreams. Then later on, you can bring Freddy Krueger out of the dream and possibly hurt him. And then, you know, by the end, spoiler for, you know, a 40 year old movie, um, it turns out, haha, suckers, none of that was true. You know, Freddy is, uh, you know, king in his, in his domain and you cannot kill him. Well, you know what else it reminds me of is in um I think it's I think it's in the original Metal Gear uh game. Um the the game at one point says uh you know you're you're playing Solid Snake and Big Boss says, Snake, this is an order. Turn off your console at once. Over. <laughs> and, and it's like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, it's like it, it's talking to me the player and it's telling me to, it's telling me to do something i don't want to do like i i, I know that's a stupid idea but the gate like the you know my commander just gave me an order it's clear what it means but i i don't know like i don't know is it serious is it fucking with me um and and yeah there's a yeah it 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 defies the rules that it itself has set up um, wasn't wasn't there also like a weird uh, speaking of meta narratives in in Metal Gear Solid? Wasn't there was it Psycho Mantis? Psycho Mantis. Re- if you if you plug in controller two, uh, or no, if you if you unplug your controller, I think, and plug it into like controller two port, yeah, would would read uh, like oh, I'm gonna read your mind, and then it would like just pull up <laughs> like data that you had on like a, yes. a save card yes, and shit it, like yes, that. Yes, it reads your save games see. from from other games. Yes. <laughs> I see that you're you're playing the very uh the very wretched, you know, like Resident Evil or whatever, and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. I I love that shit. And this game does it does it a great deal. Um Yeah, yeah, it does. Um So, so should do we, we should we translate uh transfer into the super duper spoiler space? Super duper spoiler space arriving now folks yeah, so um in, in general like we we definitely don't uh we don't usually care about spoilers um but if you are interested in playing this game and you want to go in fresh and you and you should um, be and you should and we yes I, I i believe you should yes 
Um, turn please. off your controller. Turn off your console now. <laughs> That's, That's an, an order. order. <laughs> I, as a podcaster, I'm telling you this. <laughs> turn off podcast addict now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, three, two, one. Okay. Now that everyone's cleared out, <laughs> we can continue talking. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so when you beat. So, 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 Carlo, I know that you just got there. So tell me what happens when you beat the moon the first time. Oh, man, it, it that is that was just first off. Let's just say that was a wild. Um, but but it's so funny. Um, he calls down the moon. Um, so he calls down the moon. Uh, and then like, uh, I think I'd mentioned that, that this was like the, the, the run that I had like a seven, seven version of myself that could do dual, <laughs> dual attack. And like, as soon as the moon was out of the way, yeah, like that version just went, uh, went ham and like just did 14 damage directly on him. And that was it. Right. And then suddenly you, I believe it just sort of flashes uh oh I, you get like a weird i don't even know it's supposed to be like a little cake but it looks like a little piece of crap with a candle in it, it yeah it, it, it looks like blood and guts um mm. i and i think it also like it kind of shows you like you turn away from the screen and it's like somebody's behind you and hits you mm, i think okay. I, I i i think it's like the the first thing that happens um and so it's like, and it's like, is that, was that the real world? Like, like all of a sudden, like you're not like, it's, it's a live cam, like it's a camera. It's like, you know, it's live actual video footage instead of the game. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I, I don't remember exactly, but then suddenly you get like a weird load screen and you get like a, a collection of like five or six different little videos, like actual, <laughs> videos of apparently yourself being i'm i'm lucky carter and i'm gonna be un, i'm gonna be unwrapping these collectible cards and blah blah and then suddenly um he he goes to an inscription uh he's like oh man these these were hard to get these are you know vintage cards uh these were around like when i was a kid so i missed out on them uh you wouldn't believe how much these had to you know these went for and so he finds one of the cards that uh one of the packs has been like uh opened and resealed and he's like man i sure hope they didn't like uh steal the 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 rare card out of here <laughs> and he like picks it up and he's like wait this one has coordinates in pen and it's like that's not too far from here and then the next video is like like him making Walking his way woods. into in the woods <laughs> and then the like i believe it's like uh he he finds the place he digs a little bit and he opens like he finds a little crate and he like opens it up and inside is the 3.5 inch floppy disk that is the symbol of the game in the game mm -hmm. that it has inscription written on it. And that's where like my brain starts melting in on itself <laughs> because then, you know, like he goes back and he's like, you know, he finally gets the game to load up, I guess with an emulator or whatever. And that's it. And you're back in the cabin. You're like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck am I watching? Mm -hmm. 
And, and and what's great is so so okay so so Carla, you have indicated that that you don't care. So what you have to do uh, is um you have to stab your eyeball out and choose one particular replacement eyeball and put it in, and it lets you see uh, hidden messages written around the cabin. Mm. One of them lets you find a um uh, a a uh, a canister of film that you can put in his camera when he gives it to you after you beat him. So you have to beat the game again. Put the camera. Put the canister of camera in uh, in the f- put the canister of film in the camera, rather. Um, and, and then, then do to him what he does to you. Do to him what he does to you. And then what happens is you uh you get basically locked in a little room in the cabin. Um, and this is where I had no clue what the fuck was going on because there's, there's there's nothing that you can do. Um, there's a glowing symbol, and you pick it up, and then there's nothing that you can do after that. So, so in desperation, um, I I googled like I'm stuck in this room in the cabin and I can't move. Like assuming the game had bugged, and I find a message that says quit the game. So I'm like, all right, fine. So I, I I quit the game, and I notice that the new game is now unlocked. So I choose new game, and mm. lo and behold, what the fuck loads up? But but a, a basically like a Super Nintendo style game, a totally different game, that's basically like a like a first gen Pokemon game, where fuck? you're wandering around in like again it's like Super Nintendo graphics, and you the player are like going you're like literally says what the fuck. um and uh you 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 encounter these four wizards one of which is leshy uh who is your opponent in the cabin and he's like the wood so it's basically there are four god sorcerers that created the world one of them is leshy um one of them it's 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 leshy and the three talking cards so like the stoat is actually like a robot um the what is it the something wolf Oh, the stunt, the stunted wolf. The stunted wolf is a wizard. The stink bug is a is like a necromancer, and you basically have to play a whole different game that's basically like like Pokemon Snap, sort of, or like, or like Pokemon, like like first gen Pokemon, where you have to travel around the world, uh, playing like a sixteen bit version of the game you've just played. <laughs> you have to you have to start over building a new deck and everything and you there's but now you can play with all the different mechanics. It's so fucking strange. Um and I have only beaten two out of the four bosses and um I got more live v- video, which by the way is very well done. I love like like his second video where he's he's opening uh, cards. He's like, let's see if there's anything in here, and like, there's nothing good. And you can see his like his like influencer act start, <laughs> start to crack. Um, but so like, what I just saw is he he emails the ga- the the company that made Inscription and says, so I I I want to ask you a question. I found this disc in the woods, and I think one of my subscribers is playing a prank on me. Was there ever a PC Inscription game made? Uh, and then the next video is is like him getting an email that's like, no, there never was, but please mail the disc to us. It may be our intellectual property. Please s- send it to us to avoid prosecution. Um, and and then the next video is like him going to the door, and there's like this this woman there 
who's like, hey, so I heard you have this floppy disk. And it's like it's it's like basically someone from the company who's like harassing him, trying to get him to give the disk back. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's it's this fucking game is so I, I love it, man. I love that they have a second hidden game within the game. I love this, this meta narrative. Um, by the way, uh, the character the your your name is Luke Carter. Lucky Carter. Mm-hmm. Which which yes. I thought was clever. Yeah, I, I I do I do love well, and it's card as C A R D E R. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, it 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 is a lot of fun. I mean, uh, honestly, like there's a lot of I I, I I don't even know how many fucking hours I've put into this. I don't know what's going to happen next either. Fucking man, like I could beat this game, or there could be another game coming. I have no idea. I literally <laughs> I have a third no game. Idea. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Well, we'll we'll continue because uh, because honestly, the, like I I'm I'm sad because I I finally got my uh, got into uh, Disco Elysium far enough and I was like yeah I'm trucking along and it's like oh shit I got to play Inscription for the for the episode and I'll, I can't stop playing Inscription for the episode it's great <laughs> must it's must fun. play ins- Inscription for the episode. Uh, it, it is it is great, uh, but but yeah, like suddenly it's consumed my uh, my world for for the time being. So <laughs> yeah, highly highly re- recommend this game. Even having been spoiled on it, honestly, if you're listening to this, a fool that you are, uh, and have spoiled yourself, it's still worth playing. Um, yes, it's, it's fun. It's it's a fun game. It it's it's not like I I, I don't know. It's it's the sort of difficulty that only makes sense in terms of like a roguelike where it's like, is it hard and moment to moment it can be and that like you can suddenly lose, but it's like your losses contribute to the next time playing the game. And so it doesn't like, no, in a lot of ways, no, like if you keep playing, you'll eventually get there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a strange experience and it's very good. And it's very effective. Um, I wouldn't call it scary, but it is eerie. And and Carlo, mm-hmm. I know that you're a big fan of Cursed Media, and this is a great example of uh, Cursed Media. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this honestly, as soon as I got to the to the point that I did, I, like everything was vibrating in me. I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> give me more. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I think, and, and I also think that it just has, you know, obviously it has replay value because it's a, it's it's designed to be that way. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm I'm really interested to see, you know, like once we're able to play out all the narrative aspects of it, you know, once we get to the end of that, is there something more after that? And yeah, well, time will tell, I guess. Yeah, I I don't know. I thought I thought I was done with the game, and I'm not. So, um, props to that. Props for having the balls to make a game like like this because it's definitely like it's it's a hard sell, right? Like a game where it's like you have to play it. Uh, I can't tell you anything about it. <laughs> Going cold, yeah. no, for real. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is it is difficult because it is um, it, it's. I think it's going to attract a certain type of weirdo. Uh, which I suppose both of us are yes. that type of weirdo um, in, in, in par- partly because it, you know, it doesn't really reveal everything about itself. You know, it's, it's not, this is going to sound somewhat unfair, but 
it's it's not like an Assassin's Creed or a Horizon Zero Dawn where like basically once you unlock the map for an area, like everything is like if you want to look at you, know, you can go to the little diamond here and that's the that's that quest and that's the other quest and so on and so forth. Here you, you sort of have to sort of like yeah, like feel your way through the 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 game itself, the way that your character is sort of like feeling their way through the uh, through the inside of the cabin. Once you realize that you can actually stand up, yeah, <laughs> you're not actually tied to, to to a chair. You know, you can actually move around. Yeah, um, that is sort of really funny, right? Because it, you know, like you've been. I think that that's one of those things where you're they they they're weaponizing your um your idea of what a game is mm -hmm. and so well this is a collectible card game so i only stay on the you know on the uh on the table or whatever and then suddenly for it to be like oh by the way you can you know stretch your legs if you want and you're like wait what <laughs> um anyway yeah yeah it, it, it's fun it's fun it's surprising it's funny genuinely funny Mm -hmm. um so go play it <laughs> yes um so uh, yeah those are our last thoughts just go play it it's a lot of fun and uh i think we'll be waiting here the both of us in the cabin in this cabin <laughs> for you to join in we have plenty of cards to show you um so yeah uh <laughs> i'm just imagining hellraiser was like we have such sites to show you Collectible card games. We found out about them last time. <laughs> last Could time you on Earth. Just like yo, know, like like Pinhead just wants to play this new game. I just got it last night. <laughs> I've been aching Pinhead, to play. He's, he's become Polly, and um, he wants to play board <laughs> games. Yes. Um, so anyway, uh, I do. Th Kurt, thanks for for joining me uh, to talk. But of course, uh, sort of sort of rant a little bit at, at each other about this game. And uh, and to everyone out there that decided to tune in and listen in to our little jabber session about inscription, we'll catch you next time here at Graveside. <laughs>